Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. It's been a while since I've said that. Welcome back to the podcast, and welcome back to our regular Monday through Friday schedule. Today, I'm giving you a bit of a life update a sabbatical recap conversation, but first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is just that I'm happy to be back, and I didn't know that I would be yet. You know, you'd asked me last week if I felt rested enough to get back to the amount of content creation and work that I do. I wouldn't have known that I could confidently say that I was, but today I can confidently say that I am eager and ready to be back. My thorn is that I kind of came back in a weird way. Like I had to work this last week of sabbatical. I thought I would be able to take off completely and really get a lot of rest. But then I had actually booked a workshop or training that I I do for certain organizations or companies, sometimes on a Saturday before my sabbatical was over. So I kind of came back in a strange way, although it was also kind of a warm welcome back because I, my favorite workshop to teach is using the Enneagram as a creative on how do you become a prolific creator and do more of the creative things you want to be making. Um, And that's the workshop that I got to teach for her story blog and no complaints there for sure. And then my bud is I've been making my rounds of getting back to seeing friends and catching up with people. And tonight, the day this goes live, I have plans with a really good friend of mine who I haven't seen in over a year and just get to catch up with her and have dinner. And it has been a long time. There's a lot of life changes in both of our lives. I can't wait to hear everything about her. All right, friends. Let's get into sabbatical talk. So I wanted to do a full episode just on the sabbatical for a couple of reasons. First, people are DMing me questions, and I just think it's easier to give you one big succinct answer um, all at one time. And the second is, you know, I want us to stay in touch, keep up to date so that you and me are as in tune as we can be. And um, that's the inside of a greeting card. Okay, so... First, let's go into what was the sabbatical for me in reality. Like what were my intentions and then how did it really play out? So my intention was to take a month off of work. Now, how did this really look? So 
The first thing is I deleted all social media from my phone. So I had no Instagram, no Facebook. Sometimes I took YouTube off. Sometimes I left YouTube on. That kind of depended on the the week that it was. But um, I didn't create any content other than a couple of podcasts a week. And anything that went live on Instagram or any DMs or comments responded to, that was all my assistant posting for me and kind of holding down the ship over there. So super grateful for Jenny. Otherwise, I was a social ghost. (laughs) I kind of hid out here and pretended like my job isn't to put myself out on the internet. Second is I put a vacation reminder up on my email and didn't check my emails. Every once in a while, usually once a week, I would go in and just make sure there weren't any emergencies because there are some things that just like need my attention here and there. But otherwise, I was completely off of email as well. And finally, I only created content for the podcast, and that was just two days or three days a week, depending on how many ads I had that week and how many commitments I already made. And I really tried my best to do that about one day a week to really go in, write, and record the podcasts on the same day so that um, I wasn't accidentally not taking a sabbatical at all. We'll get into that a little bit more. So let's also talk about how is this possible? How did I? you know, get to a situation where I could take the majority of a month off when, especially off of social media, when that's my primary income source or like income driver. So first, I think it's helpful to know where my money comes from, how I make money. So the two main ways in which I pay my bills are through podcast ads and my online community, The Brave Collective. And at this point, both of those just kept running, right? I recorded the podcast for ads that I'd already booked. Brave Collective, its curriculum is online. And some of the more time-sensitive elements, like I do weekly Marco Polo chats with people. We do a monthly meeting. My collective members understand that I practice what I preach in work-life balance. And, you know, it's okay that I, I took some time off from those. And everything else, you know, it keeps moving without me. I also did the summit, the Enneagram summit, right before I took off, which is my biggest event of the year, one of my largest income drivers. So I worked really, 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 really hard for about three months leading up to sabbatical. And then financially, I was in a good place to take the time off and not feel like I had to like be actively promoting something right now and desperately needed a break, which made it an easy decision to make for myself. Um, The second way that this is possible is that I have a lot of help. So um, I have a company called Gravy, which does missed payments. So if someone isn't following through with their financial agreement, they kind of deal with getting that payment recovered. I have bookkeepers who do the bookkeeping side of things. I have my assistant, Jenny, who is basically a second me. (laughs) She does everything that I can't do. I have my husband who edits my podcast for me and gets it posted and uploaded. I have a podcast network, which is Cloud 10, and they do all of my ad comp dialogue. They do all of my talk with brands and businesses, and then they send me what I need to record for my ads. So I have a ton of support. And I think sometimes when we talk about sabbaticals and we talk about, oh, I took time off, we don't talk about <laughs> who is behind the scenes making it possible. And um, those are my people behind the scenes making it possible. So thank you guys. 
And finally, again, I practice what I preach, which means I take that risk um, because I want others to take it too. I, I want the people in my community to feel like they can do scary things in the name of a life well lived. And so that's what I do. Okay, now let's talk about what happened over the last month. So I spent a lot of time in the garden. I moved out of my office into a co-working space. We took a family vacation just an hour away to Greenville, South Carolina. I took a solo vacation also to Greenville, South Carolina. It felt safe, like, oh, we're just going an hour away. Um, I kind of booked a hostel for myself with our kiddo. We booked a hotel downtown and um, did our first little pandemic vacation of sorts. Um, My husband bought a car and started working at a non-quarantine job, meaning he's working out of the house again. And I am um, alone in the house again for the first time in a long time. We began working on our dining room. We want to make it a more functional working space so that we just have a place at home where we can work. We live in a two-bedroom apartment. Like, there's not a ton of space, but um, we are obsessed with it. We, We don't have any plans to move anytime soon. And so we want to make sure that we can actually, like, work from here as well as, you know, my husband's in school and so he can do his school stuff from here, all of that kind of thing. So we're working on that. We built some really... Um, big shelves that I'm excited about in here and we're navigating if we should get desks or how we're going to move that space. But we started to work on that. And I, the last week of quarantine, have challenged myself to read a book a day. I wanted an excuse to really deep rest, to not just kind of zone out watching TV or watching YouTube videos, but to do something that felt really nourishing. And so I challenged myself to read a book a day. So that's kind of been what I've been doing on my sabbatical. Let's talk about what worked. (laughs) So what went well? Um, Working one day a week to maintain obligations actually really relaxed me. Having one day where I could like check in on the business, make sure nothing was falling apart, um, do anything that happened to be on my mind. That actually allowed me to rest more, I think, than even if I completely unplugged. I also started with a new therapist over sabbatical and it's such a good fit that I am so grateful. And honestly, I feel like having the time to shop around for a therapist is so important and sabbatical really helps me with that. If you are on better, better help, then you probably know it's a lot easier on there as well. So just a little insider tip. We also switched up our household routines quite a bit to match our new circumstances. We have pretty solid routines in terms of like family time, solo time, time to discuss things or time to spend together. But our life has changed a lot as my husband goes back to work and I'm on sabbatical and our kids at summer camp now. He's been home, you know, for a year and now he's going out. So we have time where we're not, you know, parenting. So our life changed a lot. And so we changed up our routines to match our new needs. What else worked is time off screens, which correlates with reading a book a day, kind of having that energy of I'm putting something in that is positive, that replaces the things that aren't nourishing me as much helped me with that mindset. Instead of saying like, oh, I'm not going to watch any YouTube or any TV because that's like a, it feels like punishment for, which is unnecessary and isn't a problem really. 
But saying I'm going to read a book a day, it really helps you to prioritize where your time is going because you have to read a lot to be able to read a book in a day. So that was really helpful. I also started writing book reports because I'm a nerd. After every book I finished, I write a little report on it, and that helps me to really digest what I read as well. What else, what, what else worked is our small family trip. Taking that little short two-day trip down to Greenville gave us time to feel like we're like switching up our routine, seeing something different, giving our kid like a new experience without kind of blowing up, blowing up our budget or really doing it for too long. I honestly think traveling with the family, like the three of us, like a couple of days is actually our sweet spot because we can put a lot of energy into doing all of the like high energy kid things that our little wants to do while for that short period of time. But I can't sustain that energy for like a full week. I just like need a break, you know? So those two day trips actually work really well for us. Um, and that went really well. And finally, what worked is not having a schedule for myself at all. I didn't hold myself to any of my normal routines. I just kind of like worked when I needed to and got up when I felt like it. I list tried to listen to my body in terms of like, am I hungry? When do I want to eat? When do I want to do yoga? I I have a pretty like solid routine normally and I just let myself let loose for the month and not hold myself to any standards and honestly felt really, really good. Um, what didn't work? Let's get into uh, what could have, you know, what just didn't go so well. So first, um, sometimes I would let that one day of work spread into two or three days of work in the week. And then I could kind of start to feel like I'm letting my sabbatical slip away. And so I had to really rein myself in on that. The second thing is honestly, like the first week I was so burnt out that I needed to just like watch TV and movies and like not expect anything of myself, not try to like improve myself, or I just wanted to feel free and unwatched and untethered to any kind of expectation. And so I watched like a ton of TV and like YouTube and I just had no restrictions. That's exactly what I needed to have done. However, I think if I were to do the sabbatical again, I would cut that off a little bit sooner than I did because it made me feel like the time was just slipping by and I didn't really get the nourishment that I wanted from some of those weeks that I had. The third is honestly, my solo trip to Greenville was a pretty much a bust. Like I saw a friend who I was really excited to see and that was really nice. I had some really good food. I enjoyed the place I stayed for the most part. I had the best massage of my life and a really good facial. Like I had a spa gift card that I've had for like a year and a half and I was able to use it. So that was really cool. But honestly, like the, the vibe I need from a solo vacation is really depressed, really seeing something for the first time or something that I haven't seen in a long time. I went to Greenville almost every week during the sabbatical because for one reason or another, we went with our kiddo and then I had to go to the Apple store for some things. 
And then I went on my solo vacation. You know, it was just like, I feel like I was in Greenville a lot. And so I didn't feel like I was experiencing anything new. And also I stayed at a hostel and y'all, I'm just too old for that. Like they had a party the last night that I was there that went until like 1130 PM and I could bed at nine. I'm just not, and I'm also just like not comfortable with a party right now. Like with the pandemic, like that's not where I'm at. I'm definitely still very much like, like I'm, I'll travel a little bit. I will kind of go out to eat, but I'm still pretty conservative about the whole pandemic situation. You know, I'm very careful and uncomfortable around like crowds. So definitely that did not go well. Speaking of crowds, we went to this new food court thing at Asheville one day and it was so crowded. I feel like I was I had like a full on anxiety attack because it was just so overwhelming for me. And one of you guys was there and said hello. And I was like mid freak out. And so I think, I think I was really friendly, but I don't remember much. I just remember I met you. I was in the middle of kind of like a panic and um, I hope that I was really warm and it's always so good to meet you guys. I always want to meet you. It was just like a weird situation where I was really overwhelmed by the crowd. So if you're listening, hi. Thank you for saying hello. Yeah, so Greenville was kind of a bust, honestly. There were some good parts of it, some parts that didn't go well. It didn't serve the purpose that usually solo travel serves for me, which is deep, deep joy and like rest. So yeah, that's okay. The other thing is honestly, it was kind of difficult for me emotionally, but that's also okay. Like sitting still isn't necessarily the place where I feel the most happiness But I've learned over the years that feeling the most happiness isn't always the goal, you know, and sometimes rest doesn't mean bliss. So letting myself be in rest, letting myself be present with my emotions and with day-to-day life and normalcy is super healthy for me, but it takes more effort for me than working all day every day or traveling a lot or filling my time with a ton of things. It's less natural. And finally, being off of my routine was exactly what I wanted and needed, but it also meant that I was off of some of my healthier self-care habits like meditating, like journaling, like doing yoga every day. These things that just kind of I do on autopilot, I was intentionally not doing on autopilot, which means that I had to put a lot more time and energy into them and I had to really intentionally choose them and and I didn't always choose them as much as I normally would. So in that way, I wouldn't change it, but it wasn't the best. So what are some lessons that I learned from sabbatical? So the first is that I have lived a fairy tale life in a lot of ways. I think if you're a seven, you can probably relate to this. Like I've always wanted to live the best possible life and to die with no regrets. And so in a lot of ways, I have lived at a a high and sabbatical really brought me back down to normalcy and just like not being able to like have the perfect life every minute um, and like feeling what that feels like and navigating those emotions and that and therapy paired together really helped me to recognize 
that as someone who's used to living at such a high, um, normal life feels like a bad thing or it feels like a sad thing. And so um, that was one of the big lessons is just like, oh, how can I really just love day-to-day life and the complications that come with that too? Um, But I also at the same time want to honor and learn that seeing new things, having new experiences, especially alone, is really important to me in my overall life satisfaction. So um, that's something that I definitely want and need. Um, I also use work as a way to not feel my feelings. Um, I know a lot of us are out there, uh, specifically our ones, threes, eights, and sevens. We, we're really good at that. Yeah, so I do that. <laughs> and also prioritizing reading helps me to have the deep rest that I crave that there's, you know, I think there's two kinds of rest. There's like surface rest, which is like, I'm just kind of sitting here, like we're resting, right? This is what rest is. And then there's a deep rest where you feel nourished and supported and reading a significant amount, um, provides that for me. Finally is I just, I need goals and priorities it's invigorating for me. I love like a plan. And when I honestly, like I sat down on Monday to plan out the quarter, um, the next coming quarter, and it was invigorating for me to just feel like I know where to put all of this excess energy that I have. I know what direction we're moving on. I have things in order. I know what's like step one, step two, step three. It's life-giving for me. And I didn't live like that for a month and I missed it. Okay, so what's changing? What After sabbatical, what are some changes that are happening? First, our family routine has done a facelift, like we talked about. Our life has changed, so our needs have changed, so therefore our routines have changed. And I'll probably do a full episode on that soon, just kind of talking about what our current routine structure is. The second is that I just want to be more relaxed about my work schedule in general. I don't want to feel like I'm like, nine to fiving it or even like working the same hours every day. I just want to feel a little bit more free and relaxed around that so that I can feel more relaxed in overall. Um, I also changed my work schedule up a decent amount, giving myself an entire day every week just to write because that's the thing I need to be doing the most, but it's also the thing that's easiest to put off because No one's kind of waiting for me at this moment um, in the same way. And another change is that there's no more white wall with black X's. If you're uh, used to seeing me on Instagram, you're probably used to that backdrop with like all the black X's. And I moved out of that office. So the backdrop is gone. We'll have to find a new one to substitute it. But that's a change. And my final change is... I'm also restructuring the business a bit. Um, having this time away helped me to see where things were inefficient, things that I was doing that I shouldn't be doing, or things that kind of needed to be moved around and changed up to make the business more functional. So it makes more sense in the long term. And so those changes will start to come into play over the course of the next few months. Um, So that is my sabbatical recap and um, a little bit today's food for thought is a simple question. 
If you were to spend a month with a lightened workload, what would you hope to do in that time? Let me know on Instagram, um, tag me on Instagram stories, whatever way you want to. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, it's such a joy to create this content for you. If you enjoyed today's episode or if you've been enjoying the episodes and you want to give back, you can do so by going to iTunes and just leaving a rating and review, especially if it's a five-star review. It does a lot for getting the podcast to new ears. So if you want other people to hear what we're doing over here, just go leave a quick review and um, it would mean the world to me. As always, I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.